Welcome to the Freedom Mindset Academy podcast, where we will help you break cycles of burnout, build a sustainable entrepreneurial lifestyle, and have more by doing less. I'm Christine, a life balance coach. And I'm Maggie, an empowerment educator. And together, we believe that building a business should be fun. As the creators of Freedom Mindset Academy and the Energy Method, we're on a mission to help you live in the house you're building. Survival mode just ain't the vibe anymore. And we're showing you how to sustainably scale your business while actually enjoying your life in the process. We're dealing out all the tools to take back your time and energy so that you can cultivate a thriving business and life and do more of the things you love along the way. So pop into our weekly conversations and let us show you how we turn Mondays into Fridays. How's it going? Happy Monday, everyone. We are back. We are very, very excited. We're going to kind of talk today about kind of like I feel the, the center, central point of what we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the opposite, right? It's like we focus a lot on burnout and the impact that that has across like every area of your life. Mm-hmm. And the opposite of that is, it's balance. Balance. Yeah. So yep. we're talking about work-life balance today. And I think it can be helpful as we go through these topics to think, okay, what are the markers? What are the indicators that I am out of balance? Right? Because yep. sometimes it's like, <laughs> if you're, you know, around pig shit enough you stop smelling the shit you just like get used to it and so it's hard to even recognize sometimes when we are out of balance or when we are out of alignment and so we're going to be talking today about some indicators that yeah because you can get used to it it becomes numbing and then that becomes your reality we were actually just talking about this right before about um the pandemic and how you know now we're kind of going back into some very intense social situations. And we didn't realize before that, that we used to do this on a weekly basis and how much energy it expends from you. Um, And so that's the thing is like having that taken away from us for, you know, over a year and a half, like now going back into that, it's like, wow, we didn't realize what that was doing. And also take, once you take a break from that, So, Mm -hmm. so I think the thing is that if you were once in work-life balance and you once had a really good balance in life, whether that be when you were a child or as a teenager in college or whatever that was, and then you got to the point where you weren't anymore, sometimes we forget what that felt like to begin with as well. So Mm -hmm. a little bit of, a little bit of both. And then, like you said, if you're sitting in the off balance for too long, that just becomes your life. And then you don't realize that they're actually red flags. Right. And here's another just to jump off with mm-hmm. this point like balance is constantly changing our center of balance is constantly changing and what we need in order to uphold balance is going to change so it's not like you know Christine and I finally found our balance point and now we never have to work we with calibrate it doesn't as you change and as you evolve and as your life situation changes you know like I'm about to have a baby like my balance point is going to change. (laughs) It's like, it's going to be totally different. And that, that happens even on a smaller scale, if you're not adding any human to your life, but if you 
move or you add a new client or you're you get married. <laughs> yep. These other things cause yeah. your balance to, to shift. And so even if you think that, oh, you know, I've got this totally under control, it's worth visiting some of these little red flags that we're going to talk about, um, these kind of markers, indicators, uh, just to see, just to do a little wellness check and see how you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. And just to, to make sure that you're going back and, and looking at some of these things to, to verify, you know, yeah. like you said, the rebalance checkpoint, because when we, yeah, we, we know how to, we've gotten ourselves back on balance before, but coming back into it now, like you said, when you add new things to your life, marriage, babies, moving, all of that, um, you now have strategies. So it's not, it's not going to be as hard for us as it was the first time, yeah. because now we have strategies. Um, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't still need to be, you know, like spring cleaning or like <laughs> checking the oil on your, on your car. Like these are things that need to be yeah. constantly maintained. And it doesn't mean that we no longer have to maintain. It's just easier to maintain because we have systems now. Right. Absolutely. You're not yeah. starting from zero. Yes. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> awesome. Um, you want to go ahead and get us started on maybe like a, a first red flag? Yeah. So um, first and foremost is um, this sensation. It's, it's, it's exhaustion, right? So it's feeling as though you cannot take on one more thing. Mm. So this feeling like everything is sort of the hair that broke or the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Um, this sensation. So uh, an indication that this is happening to you is like if somebody asks you to do something extra and your body sort of is just like, like feels really overwhelmed by the prospect of adding one more thing to your to-do list. Mm -hmm. um, or if you are sort of how do I say this? Like, basically, it's the sensation, because I'm trying to, I go a lot with feelings. Mm -hmm. So it is like, it is feeling like you cannot, you simply cannot do one more thing. That your reaction to requests is inequivalent to what the request is, right? right? And so if somebody asks you to, add one more line to an email or to mm. resend something to them for clarification or your friend asks you like do you just have five minutes for you know so that I can talk to you and you're feeling like you are so at capacity that you can't take on even these like really small minute requests that's an indication that you're out of balance yeah. and that you are giving too much of yourself in one area of your life um and that you don't have any more to give. And so this is sort of similar to like benchmarkers for burnout, things to pay attention for, but being out of life balance is how burnout, you know, is created. So yeah, that's why it sounds so similar. So really looking for those situations when your reaction, because your feelings are your feelings. You can't help your feelings. They just are there. Right. You can only control how you respond to them. Yes. So you can either be reacting to them or respond to them consciously. But if you are feeling like a request that's being asked of you, which is quite small, is a huge request and your body is going, rah, 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 I don't want to do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. That's an indicator that you are spread way too thin mm -hmm. and that you need to take a look at 
where you're giving so much of yourself and how you can sort of recalibrate and bring more balance to it. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think for me, something that um, I, I Googled a few things just to see what, you know, what Google was pulling up these days, mm-hmm. but there's something that kind of hit home with me personally. Um, it says it's never all done for me. That hits home where it's like the to-do list is, is just never, it's never done. <laughs> and also like, you never feel like, I think for me on a deeper level, the way I relate to that is that there's a certain number of things I want to do before I start living my life like this mm-hmm. and whatever X, Y, and Z that is, I just feel like it's, I'm never getting there. Like I'm just moving and the target is also moving. So we're yeah. just never meeting up. And that is not the target's fault. That's not, it's my fault that that's happening because I keep moving the target. Yeah. And you don't realize that until you're like, wait, hang on. Why is my to-do list never getting shorter? And why am I never getting any closer to this end goal? Right. And so it just, again, it's kind of mixing in what you're saying, where you're taking on more things all the time. So you're always adding to the to-do list. But I think for me also, it's, there are certain things that you think that can only happen when you reach a certain benchmark of your life, like financially, now you can do this. Or, you know, if you have a kid or we can't have a kid until we do this or whatever. And so you start to set these kind of like checkpoints in your life. And by doing that, you're never actually living here. You're always living for here and it keeps moving. So you're basically always living in the, in the future moment. Mm -hmm. And so, so that never being done, it's like, you're never, you're never actually living. Um, And that for me it feels like an out of balance situation for sure, because I feel like, well, once I get all these things in place, once we finish this, once we do this, once we, then I'll be balanced. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but balance should not be a reward of this. It's not a destination. It's it is not a destination. Right. It's get there. Right. It's yeah. It needs to be the journey. Right. And, and you need to be constantly working to be in balance and not trying to drive to that place because yeah. you're never going to get there. It's going to be a never ending road trip. <laughs> well, and even if you do get there, you're going to be exhausted. Yeah. You're going to be too tired to, to enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so because we, and we often like grind ourselves to these future points. Yeah. Um, and it just, it wears us, wears us out. Totally agree. Um, another yeah. indicator, another red flag moment is, um, oh my God, my, my mind, I just had it. Oh, here we go. Y'all pregnancy brain is a real, <laughs> um, it's if you were always saying yes. So, um, this is a huge one for me. I have over the past really two years, though master the art of being like, uh-uh. <laughs> um, yeah. but that's a really, it's hard. And I would say impossible to achieve any kind of balance in your life. If you are constantly saying yes to everything that everybody asks you to do. Yeah. So, um, we say yes for myriad reasons because we want to be good girls, because we want to be people pleasers, because we want to be good boys, because we want people to like us. We need people to like us. Mm -hmm. We need people to need us. 
we struggle to trust that other people can do things without us. Um, so many reasons, and this is all going to be deeply personal. And this is a lot of like the deep inner work that we do um, with our clients. Um, so it's not definitely not one size fits all, but the, the result is the same that you end up not being able to say no, you take on way more than you uh-huh. can handle. Um, and you end up with a list of things to do and you're totally overloaded. And this also results in you focusing most of your energy on the things that other people need from you and not on what you need from yourself. So if you're a person who struggles to say no, this is a red flag indicator that your life is likely out of balance. Yeah. Very much agree with that. Um, wait, I talk about that a lot in, in perfectionism when mm-hmm. we talk about that on the podcast and all that is one of the three types of perfectionists is a people pleaser. And mm-hmm. that's that, that's that, you know, rounds of yes, that you're constantly doling out and not knowing how to say no, because you're afraid that someone's going to, um, you know, you've always held this position. People can always come to you and call you and you always answer. And, you know, what if you're not that person anymore, who's going to fix the problem? It's like, yep. yeah. Cause that was always me. I think, I think we've, we've bonded over that. That's been you a lot too. And so, you know, eventually you just have to, like, people have to figure it out for themselves, you know? Um, another big one is, uh, this is more of a physical one is, is that you stop taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether it be like you stop, you know, you, maybe you don't shower as often you stop coloring your hair, you stop painting your nails. You don't go do massages, pedicures. Now, granted those things, people, a lot of people think those are like, you know, luxury situations, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I know women, you know, that when I was competing and also like, you got to get regular pedicures because you got to take care of your feet, you know, as an athlete, um, some women, they do it once a month, you know, that kind of thing. They do acrylics on their nails. And when you stop putting money towards that or effort or booking the appointment or whatever that may be, I'm just not going to dye my hair right now. You know, um, you don't have to do all those things. These are all things that society tells us we need to be look a certain way. But also I will say that for me, I know during the pandemic, I used to have really, really long nails. And during the pandemic, I was like, well, what do I need long nails for? I'm just going to cut them. Like I'm not going anywhere, you know, for a while. So, but I will say that it changed my mindset. It Mm -hmm. made me feel like I didn't, I didn't want to care anymore. (laughs) Like there was this, like, I would look down at my nails and be like, man, I, they just don't feel like me. You know, even if I did them myself, I never went and got my nails done. I would just get my toes done. And just, I feel like little things like that, you know, good, good hygiene, you know, all of those types of things. Um, I just feel like that is definitely part of like a balance, whether you're taking care of your physical and then it goes into the mental as well. So taking a walk around the block in between work sprints, doing a meditation in the morning, having a good morning routine, a good evening routine. These are things that even if you didn't have that before, when you felt you were balanced, these are things that are very much necessary when you're out of balance to get back in balance. Yeah. And it's not just like the, the like glamor care. It's also, it's about how you're feeding yourself Mm, and how you're moving, not even just moving your body, like taking a walk around the block, like exercising. And so I know for me, that's the first thing that goes when I am like unwell is my nutrition and my exercise. Oh, no sleep 
sleep is honestly that is the most constant that it doesn't matter how shitty I'm doing like same <laughs> yeah but that's um, a big one for a lot of people too that is a huge red flag if you are not sleeping well and you're compromising your sleep I've had a lot of clients that have come to me and said I get four to five hours a night pff, terrible right yeah. they're compromising their sleep because they have too much to do they saying have yes too much saying yes too much absolutely so I would say yeah the the, the big three things you're right sleep nutrition and exercise Yep. And that's like, you know, for me, for eating, like I've struggled with disordered eating. I've talked about this like ad nauseum for 15 years. Yeah. Um, and I do take really good care. I know I don't have any off limit foods now. I have like, here's my happy and plate of baked ziti. I eat pasta, I eat cheese, I eat everything. Right. But I eat it in balance. I eat really delicious, like whole foods. And when I'm not doing well, when I am overextended and when I'm out of balance, I stop doing that. I eat mm. really fast. Like I'll have peanut butter and jelly or I'll have a frozen bean burrito. Yeah. I'll do anything that's like fast. So, and what that is, is I'm not spending time. I'm devaluing the time it takes to prepare my food because I'm right. saying I'm not, and you guys here's, hear this out. What we value, we spend our time on. And so anything you're not spending your time on, you were saying, I don't value this right now. So by me not spending time on making myself a well-rounded meal that I like, that's delicious. I'm saying, I don't value, I don't value the food that I'm putting in my body right now. And I don't value the energy that I'm giving myself. Yeah. Right. So when you say it like that, it hurts. And it's like, sometimes that's enough to shock me back into like, okay, but that's not true. I do value right. how I'm nourishing my body. I do value spending time on myself, but the same thing, it's the same thing with exercise. Right. And so, um, how we take care of ourselves. And this is why, you know, especially when we're looking at markers for depression, um, this is often something that comes up. It's like people stop showering, people stop eating well, people stop exercising because they don't have the bandwidth right. to deal with it. And they've deprioritized these things that actually do make you feel really good um, in either because well, that should always be a priority right. because they're, they're deprioritizing things. It's like, Oh, well, I have more important things to do. It's like, what's more important than well, you know, surviving. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And that's when you get into that mind, when you're so overwhelmed, it's like, oh. you can't, the only thing that you can focus on is surviving. Yeah. And we don't know, right. That it's hard to access the part of our mind that knows in order to really survive and thrive, I need to be eating well. I need to be sleeping well. I need to be moving my body, right. but you can't access that when you're in full on survival mode. Right. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. That's how it, and when you're not calibrated correctly. And of course, like there are some forms of depression that, and, and some forms of mental illness that truly are chemical imbalances that you're going to need, you know, getting a good night's sleep is not going to fix it. It's not going to really pull you out of it. Right. But this is for just, if you're feeling imbalanced and you're typically, you know, somebody who is able to take care of themselves, um, consistently, then yeah, it's, it's a huge indicator when you stop doing that, that something is not, uh -huh. something ain't right. Right. And it's also a good place to start. Like yeah. if you, if you're having, you know, yeah. If you, if you feel like some of these things are hitting home with you and you're feeling off balance and you're, you're overwhelmed already and can't add anything else, as Maggie said, the very first red flag, um, the first thing you need to do is look at your sleep, your nutrition and your, and your exercise. Like, yeah. what are you doing during the day? And if you change one or two of those things already in a positive direction, 
there, you have no choice but to see some positive reflection. And then you can decide how deep am I, <laughs> you know, is this helping at all? Is it not? But I mean, if anything, you can really kind of measure, mm -hmm. you know, the, how far you need to get back to your balance yep. with those three things for sure. Absolutely. And I think, Yes, that is always the place. If I'm not feeling well, like mm -hmm. take a look at these three things and I'll add water into that. Well, I was going to say like, I was like, that's different for work life, for, for balance in life versus like, if I have a headache or I'm not yeah. feeling well physically, the first thing I do is drink water. The yeah. second thing I do is, am I hungry? And then how much sleep did I get? Like, that's kind of the order I go there. But if it comes to balance of life, usually I start with sleep and then nutrition and then exercise. But then yes, water is obviously part of a huge part of that. Yep. Because so. we talk about all the time, right? Your business is a reflection of you. Yep. And your level of thriving is going to be directly correlated to the level of thriving your business can achieve. And yep. so if you are not taking care of yourself, if you are like sacrificing these pieces of yourself, then you're not going to be able to show up fully. And so that's why it's really important to totally take a look at, see how you are doing uh -huh. um, to get a pulse on that. Yeah, definitely. Do you have, do you have another one for us? No, you go. Or, okay. So I have one. It's um, no clear boundaries between work and home. Mm -hmm. And this has been become much more apparent. Actually, our clients are bringing this up a lot more in the last year because of the pandemic, because yeah. now their work is at home <laughs> and their home is their work. And it's just, it's a very messy, blurry line situation. So um, I actually had a client start working with me about a year ago, um, right when she started working from home and she had been working mm -hmm. from home for about five months and it was completely unrecognizable. Like she had gained a lot of weight. She was exhausted. She was not taking care of herself. Like all of these things that kind of like her life was out of whack. And she knew it was because there was absolutely like, she didn't know how to work from home. You know, it was a nine to five situation. So she was happy going to the office, leaving that there, clocking out, coming home and having her night. And now she was working extra hours and all of these things, everything got really blurry. So a lot of us, you know, when we talk to specifically, we're talking to entrepreneurs here, you know, I would say 80% of us have home offices at mm. least, you know? And so having that stepping away, having lunch, coming back to work, oh, my husband gets home, let's watch a movie. And then I go back, you know, like this piggyback. Now, obviously when we have a work season, like when we were finishing up our curriculum for our academy, yes, that was happening, but that there was an end in sight. Once yeah. it was done, that, that schedule was done. But the idea is that we have clear boundaries on this is the workspace. Also not taking your laptop into your bedroom and working mm -hmm. in there because that's not a workspace. My husband was big on that when we first started dating because I was definitely doing that five years ago. That is the worst thing you could do for your balance um, is moving your workspace around. So then now your sleep is affected. Now your, your eating is affected. Everything's affected because you're basically working everywhere in the house set a clear, you know, and then we talked about this in our other live about, um, you know, a healthy environment. Yeah. And so setting a clear workspace and what that needs to look like, but also setting clear work times. Mm -hmm. um, we've been talking about this with one of our clients recently about setting, like, when does your workday start and when does your workday end? Yeah. And for entrepreneurs, 
a lot of people don't even know the answer to that question because it's like I, I it's always on I'm available 24 7 and it's like oh that's not the answer we're looking for try again <laughs> well I just saw this uh I think it was a she's a woman who like created she may have been the woman who was had partnered with maybe one of like the Kardashians for their like for good American maybe she was okay. a clothing designer okay she basically was like you can't expect to have a successful business um working nine to five you can't expect to be successful only working you have to be on and you have to be available at all hours and every cell in my body was just like rah, rah, rah. <laughs> just like stop right. and that's you know that's what most of us are taught and that's what I mean I think her she was trying to impress upon people is like running a business is not having your own business is not easy and it's not it working for someone else it's not you know it requires a lot of effort and and I think you know if I could peel out the like the gems of what she was saying it's like you have no idea what it's like to run your own business until you do it. You right. think it's going to be all like freedom and you get to do whatever you want. You don't have a boss. And it's like, well, it can be like that if you consciously create it like that, right. but it is not just automatic. And there are a lot of things that you have to do in order to create the kind of business that you want, but there isn't only one way to be successful. And it doesn't mean that you have to be available to people 24 hours a day. And, and I think that's another yourself. part of exactly. And that's part of, having this boundary between work and life between when you're working and when you're lifing it's like you can you don't need to be available to people right at all hours of the night and so if you really are setting like when are you done with work mm -hmm. then you're done with work you're not still responding to messages you're not still reaching out to people you're not still like engaging in work stuff when you are no longer when your work day is over unless they're you know y'all of course like we speak we don't want to speak in absolutes, you know, maybe, so we work, we're working right now with a home designer, like maybe a pipe burst in a house that they're building. It's like, okay, right. You got to go deal with that. Now sure. you can't just be like, well, sorry. It's, you know, five, my work hours. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, okay. There are always going to be these exceptions, but as a general rule, it takes, you know, we think we always have to be available because we're thinking in scarcity because right. if we don't respond to this person right now they're going to move on uh -huh. well that's our we you know that's not true right if they yeah. want to work with us and we're meant to work together they can wait until tomorrow morning yeah but you know what's interesting like this is taking me like in a whole i mean not different direction but like the, this is our academy like mm -hmm. because when you said that about her saying like yeah, you think your business is going to be fun and freedom and all this stuff, but like you have to work 24 seven. It's like, that's exactly the narrative we're trying to rewrite right. with Freedom Mindset Academy yeah. is that you bring in these nine to five ideals and, you know, work ethics. And then you come into that thinking, oh, I'm going to just work that same time. And then it doesn't work because you don't build proper sustainable systems and you don't understand how to Basically entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs who don't work 24 seven, but are still massively successful are, are, are accomplishing in one hour, what most people accomplish in a day. Yeah. And they're doing that with sustainable systems and proper, you know, habits 
and Themes. set and yeah, exactly. Setting correct times for different things and understanding how to organize your schedule, delegating, automating, using proper softwares, like all of these things go into play. And so that way you can take that nine to five and what you would normally do working for someone else. Cause you're just going to do the average job. Even if you're a good employee, you're not going to do anything bananas. Mm-hmm. And you could take that time and you could actually get like a week's worth of work done in a nine to five in one entrepreneurial day if you do it right. Right. And, and that is something that like, why we're so passionate, uh, you know, about this academy is because this is what we, we were in the entrepreneurial system just as much as everyone else was. And seeing someone at that level working, you know, with a celebrity like that, and a, a big designer saying something like that, it's like, wow, I feel for that person because they're probably really burnt out. Yep. They're completely out of work-life balance. And they really truly believe the narrative that in order to be successful, you have to be available 24-7 and sacrifice yourself. Yep. And I use when I first started, the narrative I heard every single day was if you don't wake up at five or six a.m. every day, you won't be successful. And for me, who moves my sleep schedule and my peak hours are from 10 to one and I don't go to sleep till two or three and I wake up at 11. I was like, okay, like, I guess, yeah, I could switch that. But is that going against my natural state of being? Mm -hmm. And is that how I want to be successful? Like there's all this, like, now I'm sacrificing my natural state of being in order to be, to have my business thrive. But as you said, if I'm my business, and I'm not going to be thriving. I'm sacrificing myself. Is my business actually going to be successful just because I woke up at 6 a.m.? Like that just doesn't, that, did, <laughs> that didn't add up to me. So yeah. when I started just immediately from, from the minute I heard that, just rewriting that narrative in my own head, I was like, there's no way that I can't work just as hard or smart. It's the concept of working smart, but nobody ever explains what smart means than to, to be successful in this block of time than to have to be in this block of time. Yep. And it's the same thing that I hear with her. You know, it's a, the amount of hours I think is what she's talking about versus I'm talking about the time of the day, but it's the same, it's the same narrative yep. that they're, you know, the lie. Um, but I also think that back in the day, we didn't have systems like this. We didn't have softwares. We didn't have online mentors and coaches. We didn't have, we were just following every entrepreneur that had been, right? The Warren Buffetts and the, you know, all the people of the world that were successful, that's how they did it. And now you have people that are doing it very differently and are showcasing that they can be successful and be millionaires and have the dream life that they want without sacrificing their natural state of being. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I went on a little TED talk there. Thank you for all for my TED talk. (laughs) No, I think that's exactly right. It's a lot of this why catching these red flags another reason why catching them is yeah challenging is because we think that it's how it has to be and so we which is what we contend with a lot in our academy is like rewriting those narratives and rewriting those beliefs um i have one more red flag do you have any more no i'm good i'm good okay so my last red flag is if you're not having fun anymore um, that's a great one yeah I'm so sad and it, it happens it feels like so this can manifest in a couple of different ways it can feel like you're numbing out it yeah. can feel like things that used to bring you joy are not bringing you joy anymore it can feel like you're no longer laughing or um, finding pleasure in the work that you do 
if you did find pleasure in it before, which I imagine you probably did, which is right. why I got into this, this business. <laughs> exactly. Um, it is, uh, can manifest in simply, you know, not having any time, you know, not prioritizing time to do things that are quote unquote unproductive. Yeah. And so a lot of times when we're out of balance, it's like, oh, I don't have time to go to the movies. I don't have time to play with my kid. I don't have time to, um, you know, watch funny TikToks. I don't have time to uh, do a crossword puzzle or do a puzzle. Yeah. I don't have time to do any of these things that like bring me joy. I don't have time to read a book that's not a self-help book. Mm. I don't have time to do something that it has no other purpose other than the fact that I enjoy it. Um, and so we stopped having fun. And we were like, again, just dedicating ourselves fully to working on something single-mindedly so that we can have some success or some future event in which then we'll be able to relax. Right. And like Christine described in the very beginning, which is just so, so poignant, it's like, it keeps moving. Like you yeah. keep moving, but it keeps moving and you don't actually get closer to it. Mm -hmm. And then that ends up in a lifetime of you not enjoying yourself. So mm -hmm. if you're waiting until you do or achieve or get or meet you know, a certain, yeah, almost like it's a reward. I think that's another narrative we're trying to rewrite as well, because in our Academy, we talk about having more by doing less yeah. and we want business to be fun and building the business. Yes. It's hard work. We don't take that away, but the idea is that if you're not having fun while you're doing it, like you said, if you got into this for that reason, what are we doing? What is the point? What is the point? Yeah. Yeah. It's it, life. is not like a series of like benchmark moments it is the thing that's, that happened between right if you're not having a good time between why are you here yeah you're not having a good then you're not having a good time period and then that's that's it and so if you've stopped having fun if you stop prioritizing things that are exciting and enjoyable to you if you've found yourself you know only doing things that feel productive mm -hmm. then it's an indicator too it's a little red flag that you're yeah. I agree. Those are all so good. Like we, you know, if, uh, full transparency, Maggie and I did not come to this, uh, we came prepared, but separately, and we didn't really know what we were going to bring. And we just wanted the conversation to be organic as it, as it always is. And, and I think that that brings on, you know, what people really need to hear in that moment. Yeah. It's so. nice to feel, you know, we always have our little bullet points, but of course come up always organically that are better than could have been planned. Yeah. Well, because we've lived through it, you know, I mean, that's the thing we're really trying to like share from our personal experiences as well. Um, because that's the most, like, that's how you can really get into the feeling of it. You mm -hmm. know, you can't really talk about, we can't talk about having a baby if you've never had a baby, right? <laughs> you have no idea what it's like until you've done it. Let you guys know really <laughs> soon. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it's the same thing with anything, you know, um, and so we really try to pull from experience, but we also, you know, there's certain, like, like Maggie said, you know, in past lives that burnout is now a diagnosable, mm -hmm. you know, disorder and so yeah. to condition. So, you know, there's a lot of Google searches popping up. Oh my about gosh, it you and said past lives. <laughs> I thought you meant like literally like in oh in in a past life. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? No, in like we've talked about it in your past life. With that we've done. Yeah, in our past life trainings. <laughs> we've talked about how burnout, that's hilarious. 
Burnout is a diagnosable condition. So now there is a lot of stuff on Google and the internet about it versus I would say even, you know, I would guess to say that even five to 10 years ago, there really was not that much information about it. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's becoming such a thing. And, you know, we keep bringing up the pandemic, but that honestly was a historical shift for Mm -hmm. so many people understanding like, like, why is the, why do we have such um, a shortage of, you know, workers? Because people are just, they're done. They're over it. They're tired of being treated like shit. It's like, pay me what I'm worth. I'm no longer going to be sacrificing myself on the altar of your capitalist company. Like I'm just not going to do it anymore. Yeah. And they thought that there was, that was the only option, but now that they see that there's other options and they could spend a year at home and work from home and be happier, or they can build a side hustle and that spent six months doing that. Now they're making more money than their original job. And there's just so many things, but we never would have pushed ourselves to do this. Had we not had that happen a lot of us. But then there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are like, this was always the plan. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always wanted to you know, not work for someone else. But then they get wrapped up in that dream of like, oh my gosh, now I'm working 24 seven. It's like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like that. That is the trap we will all fall into if we're not careful and aware. But yeah. if you are intentional about how you use your time and you know, again, all the strategies that we teach in our academy, but strategies in general are just how you're going to create these systems and all of those things so that you can catch when you're off balance much faster and you don't fall into burnout, right? Yes. It's, it's, it's realizing, oh, wait, hang on. I didn't feel right today. Let me, you know, it's kind of like I, I um, relate it to when you have, like you get, got a little stuffy nose, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, before it gets, it turns into something really bad. I'm going to, you know, take something or do some, you know, do an herbal tea or do something. So I, I nip it in the bud. And it's yes. the same thing with, with burnout, you know, you want to burn the pre burnout is, is your life work-life balance off. Yes. And if you're catching some of those red flags of anything in this live resonated with you and you're like, wow, like that, I feel that then those are the things you want to, you know, reevaluate and be intentional about, you know, optimizing and making a change because we all know that the end of that road, if you do not make a change is burnout. Yep. Like no questions there. It is waiting for you. So ready. Like when you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, this is like, we flew through some of these red flags. There are so many reasons, you know, it's not when you're really looking at this stuff, it's not enough to just say, Oh, this is happening to me. It's like, well, why is this happening? What beliefs do you have that are propping this up? Why do you need to engage in these behaviors what is what benefit is it giving you right because we only do things because it is benefiting us or because we've convinced ourselves that it's benefiting us so that's you know again it's the same thing with like what's more important than taking care of yourself while surviving right and it seems like those two should go hand in hand I was just gonna say like taking care of yourself is surviving you know is yeah. But maybe that's thriving and maybe that's right. the difference between surviving and thriving in a given situation. So it's like, we really, we're giving you like from the high, from the clouds here, looking down on some major red flags, but the work to sort of rewrite those is what we focus on in our academy. And it is, it takes work um, yeah. because if it, you know, if it was easy, then everybody would be living a perfect a life. <laughs> You know, so that'd be great. What kind of life, what kind of world would we have? Yeah. Let's, let's fix everyone. Maps. <laughs> maps and like, 
Yeah. Charcuterie plates. Oh, I love that. That's a, that's a beautiful vision. Yes. Adult naps. I was just talking to someone else the other day. They were like, yeah, my kid just woke up for a nap. I was like, can we normalize adult naps? Like, can that be a thing? Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Very um, much. Love it. Awesome. Well, I hope you guys, you know, resonated with this. I think this was actually really beneficial as much as Maggie said, we didn't go too in depth. Um, we, you know, we hit some really great points and, you know, if you want to know more, like comment on this live, you know, you can apply for our Academy. There's so many ways for you to take the next step. Cause I know that that for me, and I, and I don't know Maggie for you, but for me, that was the hardest part is I was like, I know that I have a problem, but like, I don't know how to fix it. What do I do now? Like, I don't know where to go and I don't know what to do. And nobody around me really had the right answers because I think a lot of them were not fixing their problems either and didn't know where to go. So that seems to be the common thread here with a lot of people. And so we're here to tell you, if you're hearing this, this is your sign. There's a reason you're hearing this. And if you need some more information, Maggie and I are, you know, here to help you do that and yeah. live your best life. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Have a great rest of your Monday, everyone. And we will see you next week. Yay. On my birthday. <gasps> All right. Yay. Everybody bring, bring your energy for Max's birthday <laughs> next week. <laughs> Yay. All right. Bye y'all. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to join Freedom Mindset Academy, click the link in the show notes and apply for a free clarity call. Because let's face it, if you already feel like there aren't enough hours in the day, then you don't want to waste another minute not working towards life balance by creating sustainable systems and taking back control of your time. We'll see you inside the Academy.